We flipped a coin, okay? You and me. You and me. Coin flip is sacred. Y'all ready for a show today, baby? Ah, no time, baby. We've been waiting all week, baby. This is where it happens right here, man. We man up, we stand up. We man up, we stand up. Oh, we got Welcome, everybody, to episode 30, NFL Week 12, 2019. Simply put, shit's getting real. I mean, we got playoff implications. We got – this is probably last week or two before your fantasy season-long playoffs begin. Sadly enough, I don't know exactly when the GCFFL begins. I assume it's probably week 14, 15, 16, but that may be wrong. I'll, I can verify that. I'm actually leading one of my leagues. I'm actually number one in the whole conference. The other one I'm not, which is crazy because I put the same exact lineup in. But between, whether it's regular NFL, DFS NFL, King of Beach Finals, Tambo hit on a minute, um, you know, Fantasy World Championships, trying to qualify for that. Like, it's it's grinding. College football, we know we got championships coming up there. We got the 333 main event that's in a couple weeks. I mean, this is it. You got final eight playoffs. You got three or four weeks left of that. Big 12 championships or our championship Saturday here, December 7th. So Thanksgiving next week, which is just like American holiday football week, as we learned in the Audible, a few, I mean, the emergency night a few minutes ago, Tambo, chooses to celebrate with us, which God bless him. Yes, but sir. All, all in, it is the next four weeks are as important and intense and the grind picks up in the football world. You know, playoffs are playoffs, but it's so limited because then you get into some different strategy, which we'll cover the playoffs for sure. But these weeks are the weeks. So we, we're going to hit them hard. We're going to hit it fast. We're only going 40, 45 minutes tonight. So we're going to go quick. We're not going to bullshit. Um, we got a lot of things to do. You guys got a lot of things to do. So we're going to get going. Tambo with me as always at Totag and Tambo on Twitter. Fill us in on the King of the Beach round one that was and what came of it and why you may still be going to Miami. Yeah, pretty crazy turn of events. So, you know, those that followed along on Sunday in the Slack, I appreciate y'all. It was, you know, a lot of fun. I, I've been blessed and lucky enough to go the last couple of years. Looked like there was a shot to go again. And then, you know, bang, Auden Tate took it to the neck and the game was over. So he was my my leverage play there. I wasn't as high on Debo as the tournament, but I also didn't know. And I don't know, maybe a lot of people late swapped to him but or just left him and, and said he's fine. I definitely didn't expect him to be 40%. Uh, had I have known Debo was going to be 40%, I would have actually late swapped onto him with the morning that I had where I, you know, I faded the hill chalk, uh, you know, in that lineup, so to speak. And, and, you know, I had him in MME, but because I thought the value was there, but I really wanted Jacobs and I thought Jacobs would have a much better day. He didn't. I thought Miles Sanders would have a much better day. They had good days where they were out there. We'll talk about some of them on this pod, but yeah, crazy turn of events. You know, I, I basically told my wife at the that evening after coming 86th or whatever, I said, just let me have a few minutes here. You know, I'm disappointed. I'm, you know, I wanted to go down. It's something that I'm proud of being in the last couple of years and getting into the first round all four years. The first year I had sort of same run out. I came 
56 when only the top 50 go. So that was disappointing. And, you know, and then the last two years to get to go, it was just terrible. But yeah, I'm sitting on the couch about three hours later and I had a buddy of mine who did qualify in within the top 75. He texted me and said that, uh, you know, sort of, Hey man, I saw what happens, you know, shitty run out, that stuff happens. By the way, I got a newborn and I got, you know, American Thanksgiving coming up. I'm not going to be able to attend. So do you want to go down as my proxy? right? Take care of it all. So, you know, at the end of the day, I actually will be down in Miami for King of the Beach as a proxy. I won't get to play in the tournament, but it's kind of nice because uh, those of you that saw me chasing the tickets to get into the round one, I did win a ticket to the 53-75 12 men for the main live event, the FFWC, which is in two or three weeks after this one, uh, where you can play for $2 million. So I'm going to play that as my quote-unquote would-be King of the Beach lineup and, and play against 11 other guys, winner take all, and if it could have beat 75 and would have won King of the Beach, hopefully it should win a 12-man. So you never know. Maybe it wasn't you know, all for naught, and it'll be exciting to still go down there for the trip and enjoy it. Uh, I know one of the members of Gup's Corner reached out to me. He's in, so I'm going to meet him when I'm down there. Excited for that. D. Peter 5, and go from there. So let me, let me take a step back and decode for some of the um, folks out there, which I, I have an email typed up already because it's a – it's a habit we have. Um, I know Preston and Dan and, and the NBA Slack, uh, Bobby with college football, myself. And, and I found myself correcting myself in reading these other guys. Now that we're getting these, you know, we have as good of a team in the industry, I believe there is. But I think we get ahead of ourselves and forget that some people don't understand the lingo, the words and all that. And I, when I'm reading NBA, I'm familiar with it. When I read it, I'm like, I don't know how many people don't understand what the hell he's talking about. So, and you, you're great at it, but and I obviously most people define proxy for the, for those that may not understand what that means. And what, why does that mean you go down there just in case someone's just clo- totally clueless and like, I don't get it. What's that mean? What, what, De- definitely. That yeah. Great point. Because it's not like I'm going as a guest, right? That's, you know, either way I'm, I'm very thankful. And like I said, I'm blessed to even have this opportunity, but what it is is essentially like the super contest, which I know you're involved with and OG and you guys talk about, it, you have to, you have to have somebody there in person to be able to eventually claim the prize. And so for this person, for them, if and, he wins, and put your picks in every week in super contest. So you you have to either be in Vegas every yeah. week or have somebody put it for you who using Definitely. the same charge that you assign them your proxy like legally. Like we have to sign shit in Vegas and say I have to be there to enter no matter what. I cannot enter the super contest without being there in person. So I enter it, I sign over my rights to my proxy. He puts in the picks for me every week. So correlating that to what Tambo is about to say, that's kind of the background. Yep. No, it makes exactly that. And, and it's very similar with DraftKings. That's what they require. So he'll still be putting the lineup in from home. They load it to your DK app like everybody else puts the tournaments in. But someone has to be there for him, for him to be able to be eligible to collect the prize in the end. So if he wins the 200K, which I'll be on his team and, and cheering for him, you know, that's something for sure. But, you know, I, I, that's what really matters. So he's sending me as his as him. Right. And, and another guy as well. So we'll, we'll go down there and we'll be representing him. And, and I'll see what he says. It's not to you know, not say the name. It's just, he, you know, I don't want to go running around saying this guy sent me if he doesn't want me talking about it. The guys that are down there will see me and know who sure. I'm representing and I'll talk about it from there. And we want him to win because if Tambo gets on the stage, he's going to be in Gup's corner gear that's being... That's um, finally FedEx, get my gear as a yeah, reason. Being FedEx to the hotel, courtesy right. of our boy JB behind the mic. Um, then the second part, just to clarify, because Tambo talks fast and, and everybody says that, but I've gotten used to it. But when he says he won a Q in the 535-75 satellite, and now he gets to play it this week, people go, well, I don't understand what that means, meaning 
you know, he played some qualifiers, which were the king of the beast, but he also played one that was the winner of that tournament, got a $5,375 ticket in DraftKings that he can use anytime he wants to say $535 or $5,375 event to get into. And he's choosing this week. If I, if I heard you right, you're choosing yep. this week to use it. There's a yep. contest out there. There's 12 guys in it. The winner gets a fantasy world championship ticket, which is worth probably what? 40, 50,000, 60,000. They say it's worth 55, but it's basically right. they're taking the, whatever. I think it's $4 million divided by the 180 people. Right. And value whenever but but that one is there is no semi but this is sort of the semi-final every right. week there's cues though you can get in for five bucks if you got the right if you got the nuts Correct. i played a 500 dollars 597 10 man i won the that was winner take all so it's very similar it's a 12 man winner take all so it's me versus 11 other guys it's 5375 buy-in the winner of this tournament will move on and you're guaranteed fifteen thousand for last place at the live final they go all out. They have huge guests. They have huge whatever. It, it's it's bigger than the King of the Beach even. And the first prize is two million. Second is like one point five. Third is one. Like it, it goes down. There's there's multiple seven figure prizes. It might be two million, one million, seven fifty actually if I've got that correct. But anyway, it, it's a great tournament. It's one of my lifelong goals is to get into this thing. And I thought, what better way? Now it kind of worked out. I wouldn't have wanted to use it if I was down there because I never like doubling up. So I didn't use it last week because I was going to say, hey, I'm content. If I get into King of the Beach, I'll be happy. So I'll save it. And then this week, if I was planning on being at King of the Beach and being in the tournament, I wouldn't have wanted to double down because I would have been content winning the King of the Beach. Unless it's also like what Gup always says, how do you feel about your lineup? But I like, you know, a little bit of risk adverse. So now I will use it and say, hey, if I really thought this lineup could have won a 75-man King of the Beach, it better win a 12-man or hopefully, it doesn't mean it will. I'm just saying it would be better odds based on the people. So I'm going to try it and I'm going to make that my fun fun tournament while I'm down there. So, so let me ask, and we're, we're spending a little more time, but we're still sticking to the 45 minutes. So if I got to speed yep. Tim up later, I will. But yeah, are you going to have mixed emotions if your fucking lineup beats everybody at the King of the Beach? Zero. If it gets into the main, right. I'll you, have win, zero. you win the You win the main, but you you would have also won the King. You no, know, no. What if you finish second, but the second still would have won the King of the Beach? Then, you then I'm pissed. Little, yeah. yeah, then I'm going off the wire. Someone gonna put a nine one one call in in Miami. <laughs> Who knows where Tambo will be after that happens? And, I'll tell you I, what. I bring that up because I'm gonna put it on a lot lower scale because us low players like myself don't play for a lot of money. You people don't play those enough because they, now I will say there's guys out there that will spend. I know guys that spend well into six figures last year to try to get these kind of cues, maybe yeah. even close to a seven. But um, I don't do that. But so in the college football, a very small difference, but I've maybe I can pull it up. I don't people will go out there and fact check me, and those guys are fucking haters, which is why I'm wearing this shirt. And there's one of them out there in particular, which I pray he's watching since he seems to have access to our private stuff and he can go fuck himself. But besides that, the I put a $39 ticket in on and I had a single bullet that week, and I was like, ah, you know what? I really haven't tried for the college football world championship. And it's not live, but it's still a half a million dollar pot. And I was like, I feel good about my lineup this week. It was probably the third time all year that I'd actually done it because I really hadn't been into it and I, and I won it. So theoretically 39 bucks turns into a ticket. And so the ticket was worth about 5,000. Now I'm in the college football world championships, December 7th. And if I win that, you know, so all of a sudden 39 bucks goes into 50,000. That's a rare chance of that happening. And and I'm going to try to qualify for more now since I've already made it. But 
if you strategize properly in bankroll management, those aren't bad things to do as long as you stick to it. What happens with a lot of guys is they start chasing and they get behind the eight ball and then they have to almost get into it or they're dead. Um, Tambo didn't until some people will say, well, Tambo chase. No, he didn't. He, he strategized at the end. He goes, all right, I'm, I'm going all in this week. Cause I want to get in. As long as I get into the first round, I cut my losses and maybe I break even or a little worse, but I know what I'm doing going into it. He got in luckily, but he also won some other shit that week. Cause he was smart and played it in multiple deals. And now that same week that he qualified for the King of the Beast, that ticket now could turn into two million dollars theoretically. So yeah, you won't know. Yeah, you won't know till the end of the deal. What I recommend for people is to make sure you track it and be honest with yourself. Don't fool yourself and think, "Oh, I, I'm up here. I won, you know, fifty thousand dollars in the College Football World Championship, but I spent, you know, seventy eight thousand trying to get into it on qualifiers." It, it, you know, be honest with yourself so that you know if it's worth your time or not. I hope. I pray that we have a live go- a world chop a world championship golf next year. We haven't had it. I think have they had it once because I wasn't really on the scene. Yeah, one one time the year it was at uh, the TBC Boston. I believe Ricky Fowler won it that year, and, and it was a very small deal. It was like fifteen people got in, and then FanDuel ran one where I believe twelve people got in and got to go to Scotland of all things. It's pretty crazy, but yeah, it's just that's the only two times it's ever been live. And I. I got in two years ago, and I had like three or four entries in there. I I, you were in there too, right? Yeah, you you and I yeah. both had three entries and, in there. And, yeah. and, Buck, and Bucks had some, so I mean, yeah. but there was no live, so it's kind of it's you still win money. It's still guaranteed, just like the the college football one is. But it live is kind of fun because you meet people in the industry, which is a nice thing about the the Honda Open, which we'll get into a little bit here. But you know, I hope they have a live one, and if they do, we plan on 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 going through some process of strategy on hey. If you're a dollar player or a five dollar player, here's some strategies and some contests you can try to build yourself up to. Because you can, you can, like Tambo said, you can have a five dollar that gets you into the five fifty five, then five fifty five gets you into that. It, it's not easy by any means, but any bankroll can make it if you're smart about it. Is basically what we're getting at. I wanted to bring it up because Tambo's going; he spent a lot of time on it. Um, and, and even though he's on the King of the Beach, he's still playing for a shit ton of money this week and has a chance to get the golden ticket. Uh, I, I'm assuming he gets to take a guess. So I've cleared my calendar for that weekend. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and all expense paid on Gus Corner on the on the dinner side. So I'm sure I can get a ticket into there. But I think we'll get I'll, you in the problem. If I get in, we'll make it happen. Yeah, all kidding aside. Um, we'll get into week 12 now. Anything else, Tambar? Or did you have it all wrapped up? No, that, that was sort of our you know contest yeah. selection game theory all mixed into one. We can hop into Thursday Night Football and keep it rolling if you want. Yeah, last week for me, uh, NFL was was so-so. It's just kind of been – I changed my strategy um, a little bit. It's paid off in a sense that I'm not just getting wiped every week. Um, I did three lines, I think, last week. One of them did really well. The other two were shit. Um, I think I texted you and JB late. I had my worst NFL betting week of the year. It, it People don't – people think I probably blow it off, and there's been guys that make comment. And you can ask these two guys, You, I mean – it hurts me more than it hurts you, not in the pocketbook, but I hate losing because I know people will follow me. I have a great, you know, history and my stats provide how well I do in college football and NFL historically. But even, I mean, when I drop a week like I did this week in NFL, it kills me because, you know, I, I just don't think I should be that bad because I, I gauge so many things right. And it happened in DFS all week, even last week on this pod and then Saturday night, I talked about Dak. And Gallup, great pivot, great combo, and and, and I, I played none of them in any of my lineups. And why? I can't answer. Like, I just got over myself thinking through shit, and 
and didn't play them. And it was stupid. And, it, you know, that lineup that I originally had built last, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday, kind of my placeholder lineup was not the nuts, but I would have won. I would have had a four or five figure week last week if I played it. We'll just give it that because I 100% paid, faded Brian Hill. I told Tambo that. I told him to do it in the King of Beach. I don't know if he necessarily listened yeah, to it. Yeah, listened. Me, but yeah, we did it. I, you know, and I'm not saying I was right on everything, but I had a lot of pieces right to do. Sh- not shitty. I lost like 10% of the bankroll, something like that. But when you're that close over and over, you're like, man, just trust yourself once. And, and I just say that because I want people to understand that even great guys or sharp guys, and I'm not saying we're sharp, but we try our best, make mistakes like that. We get in our head and, and we do things like that. So don't get discouraged if you do it. You just got to remember to trust the process. Um, but it was a down week betting wise. Everybody knows that we're going to bounce back this week. The next couple weeks are historically pretty big weeks for me november december lifetimes so you're talking about thousands of bets that have all been documented are my strongest months period so to start off bad these first couple of weeks is is discouraging to me but i expect the next six to do well and by the end of december we're talking about a lot of profit so hang in there with us as always super draft um up in the old annie this week they I, I don't know if they sold out last week but they must have got cl- got close because they upped their guarantee to i believe 90,000 is what i saw in the pot if you don't know what we're talking about, you can go to the website, get the link, or download the app Superdraft. Use the code GUP. You get a $10 bonus on top of your $10. That gets you 20 bucks. Their big pot is a $20 entry. Last week, it was 4,700 entries. I think they upped it a little bit, and then they upped the guarantee to 90000 Um, I think in their words, not mine, Tamo can correct me in a minute. We are their biggest provider as far as you know the affiliation we have our group is stronger than any other group that they have and we thank you guys for that Um, we told them you guys would support the product if they keep making it better and they are they're in they're all in they're encouraged about pga we're working on some pga deals with them we told them if you'll invest and you'll you'll stand out that you care about it there's a community out there that'll support you because fanduel doesn't their, their their stuff is shit in pga yahoo the app is garbage. They may have okay contests that they try to guarantee, but I, I, we tell them if you will commit to it, and especially with providers like us and maybe some of the other ones, you'll have a great audience. And I think they're in. Tambo, Tambo's the one that leads that up. He can maybe chime in a little bit with them in a second. But guys, go out there and support. Try it. And especially try it this upcoming week. you got basketball. They have hockey. Um, both of those slacks are on fire. I don't spend a lot of time in hockey, but I'll hop in there and jump in for fun. And, and those guys are great intel as well. They'll have MLB, D-Rock's heading it up for us. And then next week, you know, especially they'll have the NFL, Thanksgiving specials, all that stuff. It's a great time to get in if you're uncomfortable or if you have friends that are like, hey, I really I want to get to know all this. Tell them about Superdraft. Say, hey, it's easy. You can get on there on Sunday morning, just pick six guys or five guys, whatever it is, because they don't have to worry about salary restrictions and building and all that. They just kind of worry about multipliers. And even if they're new, just get in there and get them used to doing DFS lineups. It's an easy way to do it. It's rake-free for the most part. Um, and, and it's just cool to check out. So go check them out. As always, a longtime partner of ours, Fanshare Sports. Use 20% off to get the pro advantage. Uh, use the code GUP or go to our website. You can click the link. Use the code GUP. Get 20% off any of their packages. Uh, great guys over there. I talked to them quite a bit. Uh, we're working on our 2020 kind of renew deal right now with maybe adding a couple special things. So stay tuned for that. Um, good guys over there. They believe in the industry. They do a great job. They're very in depth on the ownership and everything. Uh, obviously I give my ownership projections, but they go the extra mile with some in-depth tags and information and buzz ratings and stuff like that, especially NFL. They do a great job. They are working on an NBA 
platform now. So that'll be coming. So that's cool. That'll be a, a good potential partnership for us um, as ownership in NBA is important. And obviously injury news and all that makes a big difference, but night in and night out, that'd be a great add on as always rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. If you're not familiar with the Honda Classic giveaway, we'll wrap it up at the end, but be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. That gets you a free entry as long as you're an annual member today. It's the easiest way to do it. The Listener League is up. I'll add it into the podcast tonight as well. I want to give you guys first crack at it. I did not get the Listener League up last week. I honestly don't know how I missed it, but that's my fault. I apologize. I know fam tried to get one up late, but Completely my fault. I'm sorry. It's up now. Um, because of that, I'll give the winner of this week's Listener League free combo pack, merch, merchandise, shirt, and hat. No real contest selection or strategy. I'll give you two things. One, if you missed our preseason pod, go check it out. There's great there. If And if you're a member, we had a hell of a emergency nine tonight as far as contest selection and strategy talk in general. And I think you can apply it to any sport. Um, so be sure, even if you don't watch it before tee off tomorrow, Get some free time this weekend. Go check it out. It was impromptu. It wasn't planned by any means, but it was great talk um, back and forth. I think it would be a good listen. Not long at all. So I would give that a, a, a crack. Tambo, real quick before we get into the main slate. Colts, Texans, huge AFC South um, showdown tomorrow night. Texans minus three down from an opening line of five and a half. Over under 45 and a half. Absolute crucial game for both of them. Should be relatively competitive, great Thursday night game. We haven't had a lot of those this year. In 120 seconds or less, give us your thoughts on the game tomorrow night. Yeah, it's the the hospital bowl, the injury bowl, whatever you want to call it, man. This is a lot of stuff going on. So big news was, you know, we were waiting on the Hilton news. It looks like, you know, true game time decision. But then today they came out. It sounds like he's going to play. So I'm expecting T.Y. to be out there, which is a big boost for them. Got to love him. He typically tortures Houston. We know those. Stats go back forever, but at the end of the day, it's shown true. So we'll see what he's like first game back off an injury, assuming he gets in there. Um, You know, Zach Pascal had six targets without him. Paris Campbell's still going to be out. Um, So I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to matter as much. The other big one to watch is Ebron, who's questionable. He could miss, didn't practice. So Doyle would obviously pick up that slack. And then Marlon Mack broke his hand, already had the procedure done. So he's out. Leave some question marks at the running back position. So the thought is right now that Jonathan Williams is going to go in and, and back again because he had uh, something like 13 for 116 on the ground with another catch for 31, I believe, with the stats So uh, that I've got here. So Hines is still there. If you think they're going to be down, and, you know, I don't know if Houston's going to be down. I'll get your take on it after. But if you think they're going to be down, I think he gets a little bit sneaky as the pass catching back. Um, and then Wilkins is still questionable. Sounds like he wants to get in there, but you don't know until game time. And then real quick for the Houston side, it's Will Fuller. So, you know, obviously a big part of their play is, is Will Fuller and that opening up and stretching the field game uh, with, with, with uh, Watson is going to be him. So he's a game-time decision. So that's still up in the air. So I'm going to take it easy on this slate myself. I talked about it already. I'm going to be traveling. But, man, it, it's not as cut and dry when you have something like the Chiefs and Chargers on Monday where we had those slim target trees. And then, yeah, injuries hit you with a guy like Tyree Kill and whatnot and Damian Williams. But this isn't as clear to me. So what's your take on it, Gup, and what do you think of the game? I I had a, I was handling something on the side. Did you what did, what were your thoughts on Jonathan Williams? Did you say anything on him? I'm yeah, I, I just I think that's who everyone is the consensus guy. Like that's you know if if anyone was just picking right now, gun to their head, they're going to take him. But I said you still got Hines there, and you still got possibilities for them to make changes. I'm not, I'm not sure, yeah. but you would suspect he picks up where he left off, which was 13 for 116 and one catch for 31. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm. I have Mac in one of my. I, I, this is one of the weirdest season longs I've had ever because I am in first, tied for first, first, and then I'm in first in the GCFFL. And I don't like any of my teams. Like, I, my teams are, like, on ice skates every week that I don't think, like, anything's great. And then one of them I had Mac, and I'm like, well, shit, who would I go pick up? And it just seems like I've been – I don't want to say luck box, but I've made the right small moves. I had the Cowboys and the Patriots, like, the first six weeks as my D, and they play, like, you know, the Dolphins and being all th- – both of them play, like, all the shitty teams. So it really got me over the hump on a lot of things. But I went after Jonathan Williams. I, I think – I agree with you that, especially in a showdown type deal, I think – both playing both of them could be super sneaky, right? And then going all Texans with those two, and, and maybe Hines gets a, especially if Hilton's out. You know, he gets a lot of catches, and Jonathan Williams still get the carries type deal. I don't know if that's you know I, I have to d- dive into it before tomorrow night, but I Ty I don't think will play. Do you, is that what you you lean to that he's going to be out? Well, no, it looks like he will. That's what they're saying now yeah. today. It looks like he's going to be in. So, oh, you think he's going to be in? Well, that, that's what today's news was, right? When I looked last, oh, it, it okay. said that it, it looks like there's a – again, he's a game-time decision. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, It's all like, coach speak. It I, looks like he might get in. So I think because it's so important I could see it. But then the other side of me goes, if he doesn't play, then he gets 10 more days off because they're playing Thursday this week. So if he plays, I'm, all, I'm always a T.Y. guy. But I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game. I think these defenses are – they're good, but they know each other. I, I mean, I, I want to say high-scoring. I think, you know, 31-28 type deal. Um I, you could play the Colts D because the Houston's offensive line does lack weaknesses. So I think there's some specialty spots there you can get into. I probably will go light as well just because when there's so much chances like that, I would only play stuff that I'm even with the field in. Like I'm not going to put 10 in the 150 max because you're just – there's very low odds of you hitting the nuts like everybody else. So I may play like a, a single bullet one max or a three max and, and just take my chances there because I think anything could happen. It's going to be a down to the wire, so pay attention to the slack. Uh, the guys keep us well informed on the injuries. The Sunday slate is great this week. Obviously, there's some high DFS tournaments out there, as we just mentioned. Um, I think if I re- if I remember right, we have it's the, one of the highest in a while since the beginning of the year as far as number of teams playing on the main slate. We've had some kind of lower ones, so – Plenty of options, although some of the key teams are on by this week when it comes to the fantasy world. I've noticed just looking at my season-long type stuff. I have a couple games circled. I think there's a wider variety of games you can go to. I don't think there's just a lock, two or three. I think there's some good ones, but I think you can sprinkle in quite a bit. So I'm interested to see where you're at tonight. Obviously, we don't discuss anything. We're going to go every position. Um, defense, we just go a, a value and a play. Tight end, we only give one one of each. And then everything else, we double up. Quarterback, we start out one play, one fade, one value. 5,500 or less on quarterback and running back. Wide receiver, 5,000 or less. Tight end, 4,000 or less. And defense, 3,000 or less for our value plays. Tambo, kick us off. Play, fade, or value for quarterback yeah, the play is the chalk of the week, but I think it's too good to be true. So, you know, Matt Ryan, I, I talked, uh, you know, earlier about some narrow target trees with some of those teams and, and he's got one, right? You, you, the thing about, it's not just about, is he the right quarterback? It's not like I'm, I'm playing, you know, mostly I'm playing, you know, multi-entry at big field GPPs. It's, can you stack them up? And you could say, yeah, you could stack anybody up, but what's that look like? The target tree with him is pretty simple. It's Julio and it's Ridley. And if you want to throw a $3,900 gauge in there, you can, but with Hooper being out still and, all these factors, Freeman out, all, all these things, you want to look at what's he going to do. It looks like you know they're going to throw a lot. It's Tampa Bay. There's a high total. 
So it makes sense. My my fade is going to be the AFC North or sorry, the AFC player of the week there and Josh Allen. Too many guys around him. Uh, you know, I like him in matchups where I can see John Brown doing the dirty work for him, which is what we normally see and get some rushing and that sort of stuff going. I don't see Denver being as much of that matchup. I don't see him and John Brown having this huge connection like, you know, last week. So easy fade for me. And then my value right now it was between two guys. You know, I'll never pick Baker on this show. So I went with Wentz. I'll let you take Baker if you want him. But I, neither of them really pop off huge because they both have some downfalls. But I, I like Wentz at 5,600, a guy we used to pay a lot more than that for. He hasn't been doing much, which is the issue. But that's sort of the buy low portion, right? You want to get in on him now while he's cheap. Um, we'll see if he gets Alshon back. But then again, today he missed, uh, I saw Aguilar missed and I'll talk about him later. So we'll see what ends up happening if they flip flop or maybe they both come back. Maybe they're both out. Who knows? Um, but I wish they'd throw the ball to Miles Sanders, like, you know, King of the beach could have used that, but he was on the field a lot. We'll talk about him too. What do you got? Gup? Yeah. I, I didn't know if we we're going to be able to cheat on wins at 5,600. Um, so I had, I like Wilson as my play. I think, Maybe we'll go under the radar a little bit. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how how that game will be viewed ver- versus Wentz, but I could go either quarterback there. So I, I definitely don't mind either one of them. Um, I actually have Matt Ryan as my fade, and that's probably going to be ball, Super know, bold. Super bold. Yeah, bold, um, which I'm fine with. I Mainly because I think that the way this slate plays out, there's other options to get on, and – I still don't believe Atlanta's as good as they've been the last two weeks. I don't know what it is. Um, I'll have egg on my face because they're better than I thought they would They would be. I thought they were dead. I thought they weren't going to care about anything. Um, they've played divisional games, and this is another one. So everything lines up for this to be absolute chalk of the week. Slot, I mean, just even both sides of it, right? Just Atlanta, Tampa Bay, load it up, see how it goes, and – I just, I just personally don't like doing that very often. So uh, there, especially if there's other options out there that I like and I can build differently. So Matt Ryan today isn't necessarily a fade because I hate him. I just think I want to take my leverage elsewhere, um, especially in an MME build, MME build. I don't know, like King of the Beach or something you're doing, if he's a fade guy. But I've seen him suck so bad at times this year. Not Philip Rivers suck, but he does suck at times. That I don't know if I'd want to put my – King of the Beach or World Championship deal on Matt Ryan this week. I just, I just, there's a, there's something in me that just doesn't feel right with him having three, three nut games in a row and them going off. I just, I just question it. And so I like some other ways. Um, a value for me, just because in case I don't know about Wentz, I, I like Driscoll. I don't know the update on Stafford. As far as I know, he's potentially still out. And Driscoll surprised me. I mean, I was on him last week, um, but they're upside on rushing. Like, he had a pretty decent rushing game. And at I think he's fairly – one of the uh, – fifty right at the number, 5,500 against Washington of all teams. Um, and it goes back to they really just don't have a great running game. They do got Bo. Um, obviously had a good week last week. They compound him against Washington. But if you're looking at – I just looked at a sleeper-type guy that could be off the t- typical radar – Against a bad team in Washington overall, they can throw the ball on them. They won't get as much pressure as they have seen. He can run the ball a little bit, potential running upside. 5,500, I like him. I don't you know, I don't know if he's like in a one to three max build, but he's a guy I have on my radar right now as far as Wednesday night goes. Um, I'll lead off running back. This was a little bit tricky, but not – I mean, there's some of them that I'll be interested to see where you're at. I am on the, the Cleveland game in general – 
Um, Baker doesn't necessarily have to be on play to make it work, but I do like Chubb. Uh, he's a play for me this week. I like him a lot. He's probably my favorite play right now overall in the running back slate. Um, and then my next one is Connor, assuming he plays. I was going to ask you if you had an update as of tonight. Obviously, you know, I've been preoccupied today, but I assume he's looking like he will play this week, but maybe yeah. questionable. As still, still, wait, still wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. If he plays, I like him at 8,000. I don't think he'll be used a lot because of Kamara, Chubb, and all those guys there. Um, and again, Cincinnati, I think because he's healthy, I mean, not healthy, he's had some rest and everything. He can get back in the game and could be a really, a really good spot for him. I obviously put in quotation marks, you can always play CMC, right? I don't really think we have to say that. If you, if you like it at the 10, I mean, every week, just you can play him, right? That's your call. Um, I don't know why I'm not against him or on him this week, but putting him in a different bracket, I like Chubb, like Connor. I actually am against Kamara this week. I don't. For being 8,200, he's at home again against Carolina, which is fine. I just like Chubb and potentially Connor and some other guys, even Barkley potentially, but I don't really know there. But I would rather even go down to Zeke. I know he's playing New England, but, you know, Zeke or Josh Jacobs, 75, 7,400, I take him over Kamara as of right now. So I fade him at the price and potential game flow, you know, Obviously, Latavius Murray's getting some carries in there. And Kamara could have that game, and he probably will soon. But at 8,200, I don't know that he's returning that value week in and week out automatically. So he's kind of my favorite now. I do think just the top 20 stack rank uh, running backs, like you could play almost all of them. Like there's nothing in there. Like don't play Brian Hill. I think we established that last week, and I'll go back to that well this week to say don't play him. Obviously, this week you could play him because maybe nobody's going to be on him. I'll see what Tambo thinks on him. But – any of these top guys have pretty good matchups. Chris Carson against the Eagles. You know, Zeke, New England's good, but, I mean, they can get ran on. Um, Barkley could be a pretty good fade just because the Bears are at home and, and the Giants have struggled some. But I don't I don't call it an automatic fade, but I mean, just because of his catching ability. But So, Kamara's the one I picked for now. Uh, Montgomery is a value to me right at the number, I think, 5,500. He's against the Giants in that same game. The Giants' defense is terrible in all aspects. I don't know if I can trust Trubisky. I hope to hear they play Chase Daniels. If they play Chase Daniels for whatever reason, I'm in. I'm, I'm a starter against the Giants all day. He will be my starting quarterback, quarterback in my bullet, almost guaranteed. But I love Montgomery. And I, I'm going to go back to Miles Sanders. I was on him last week like you. Obviously not the best weeks, but he has the upside. Seattle struggles against the run and a little bit against the guys at the backfield. So I like Miles Sanders. What about you on running back this week? Yeah, I do like Kamara, so we're opposite on that one. And biggest thing for me is the back-to-back double-digit targets. So if he's getting 10 targets, and, and that's sort of the game, that's their you know MO, and he seems healthy off that injury now two weeks since. So the thing about Carolina, like you just talked about it. We hated Brian Hill for the most part. I mean, obviously we saw value in his price, but didn't want him in a single bullet. I didn't use him in the King of the Beach. Uh, you know, you and I talked about that. But the, the main thing with him is he's literally the only running back that hasn't gone off against Carolina. So that was one of the interesting facts looking back at last week, you know, some of the early research, every running back goes off against Carolina and well, while CMC goes off, which normally running backs don't correlate in the same game. Uh, and that's something. So I certainly still like Kamara. I think it's interesting. I think, you know, back in the day we used to play Kamara and Ingram. I think mm-hmm. you could play, I think you could play Kamara and Murray right. and be contrarian that way. And he's 8,200, but running backs not ideal this week. Some of the guys you brought up, I'm not going to hate on them, but I mean like, Carson against Philly, New England's got running backs and they couldn't run on Philly. Not many people can. That's tough. You know, I like Zeke. I like your Zeke call. 
uh, you know, interesting. But my other play I like is actually Lev Bell. He's down. He's 6,400 bucks. He still had 18 carries last week, couple targets, 33 yards on the, you know, through the air. The matchup against Oakland is good and a lot of checkdowns possible. We'll get to that. I, you know, I like my Jets. I'm two for two on the dog of the week Jets pick in a row now. And I think you could see it again this week. Teaser alert. But, uh, you know, that's for me, 6,400. I think it's a fair price. And it's a week that, again, I don't really love running back. My fade, it might be, you know, I, I went back to as the well with him last week after, you know, saying I wasn't really on him. But, you know, with CMC, if the only way there's a caveat is that if, if people are really going to say that he's, a, you know, He's a must-play matchup proof no matter what, and he is going to be high-owned. I'll happily go against it because this will be the matchup. I think they're going to start to slow him down. The talk's going to be, well, they used him on the last drive last week when they didn't need him, and he got an extra 10 fantasy points. That's fine. That's one drive. I don't know if it's going to be a continuance of that. So I'm just not trusting it. If he's going to be 5 or 10% owned, then, yeah, it's, you know you never let that go for a guy with that much upside. But you know values, Miles Sanders, back to the well. I was the same as you. We brought him up last week before all the Howard news even came out based on the fact that just Deshaun Jackson was out and Alshon looking, uh, you know, questionable. And then he ended up being out and Howard ended up being out and he became chalk. But the bottom line is this. He was on the field for 87% of the snaps. My God, he was wide open like four times on the last drive. And I know because I needed him for King of the Beach. I was watching it like crazy. Uh, Romo was on the broadcast saying like, my God, throw the ball to Sanders. He's wide open. And he kept looking at, you know, Aguilar on this side. He kept looking at, you know, Dallas Goddard and whatever. But, I mean, you needed to get back in the game. They only ended up losing by seven. You could have used Sanders. He was looking really good early on. Should have went back to him. But the other thing is there's there's not a lot of value besides that. So, you know, you mentioned a couple. But I'm not really on anything else right now. You know, stay tuned throughout the week. I'll still have Stack Attack. I'll still have my article out, Tambo's Targets. But, you know, these values aren't always values. Like I was talking about with a member in Slack yesterday, and you know, I hope he took it the right way. It wasn't against him. It's just talking about values early in the week. You know, Kalen Balage looks like a value because they dropped Mark Walton. Uh, and now, you know, but first off, Balage sucks. He averages two yards per carry. So second of all, it's Tuesday, Wednesday. They could bring somebody else in, or maybe he ends up being the value and you get some coach speak that says, no, we're all in on Balage this week. Trust me and check out his practices and look what we're doing with them. And then you also could have, you know, them say we're going to do that with somebody else. You had it late in the week last week and people didn't want to catch on. But the coaches said that Allison is going to have a big role or a substantial role, which in turn means it'll affect Brian Hill. And what happened? Allison got the goal line. Allison got the touchdown. It all happened. And then you still had Barner, who was in a revenge game there. So you got to pay attention as the week goes on. There's just no sense sorting through all the values. So I don't have anyone else right now, but there will be values that pop up throughout the week that we talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, I can agree with that. I definitely think people, and people do it in the NBA all the time, that cheap doesn't mean equal great points. I mean, you still have to have purpose. And Cleveland actually has a pretty decent running game. So at Cleveland from Miami, cold potentially weather. Miami's not cold. I mean, so I, I, I agree with you. I'd, I'd go to Bo. I'd go back to Bo versus Washington for 4200 before I'd go to Balage any, any day of the week. Yeah, I'd pay up 400 bucks. For Ronald Jones, who two weeks ago we were all on, yeah. and now all of a sudden he has a so-so week and everybody forgets about him. When now he's going to Atlanta, let's not act like Atlanta's the fucking 85 Bears all of a sudden because they had a couple good weeks. They're not. Yeah. They, have a, they have a decent defense, but Jones could go off there for 4,800. So there's some spots that could be great, and people need to wait on that, like you said. Being patient yeah. in the NFL pays off more than the I just want to interject quickly, though, because the bow thing brings up one point. I'm not going to drag it on, but I think it's important. The bow thing to me – is the Brian Hill thing. As of now, I'm just saying as of now, and I'll tell you why. Because Brian Hill had all the carries, 21 carries, 
And that was what made everyone automatically say from Tuesday on, Brian Hill's the guy. And luckily, the Miles Sanders got there, which allowed some people to look like they were off Brian Hill because of that. But again, to me, it was more the stuff about Allison, the Barner stuff, the talk about all the coach speak, all that. With Bo, we're talking about Detroit here. We're talking about um, Matt Patricia. We're talking about a former New England Patriots guy. You have no idea what he's going to do with that backfield. There's other guys that he can play. We're going on one game from Bo Scarborough, and I get it. He was a talent. He can be a talent. I'm not hating on the play. I'm just saying you got to slow your roll and just wait a minute and see what happens as the week goes on. Because he, he, not you, I'm talking in general, everyone's on the boat train now. He's the waiver wire pickup of the week, and we have no clue yet, and it's with a team that could blow blow to smithereens on what they do at running back. Yeah, and I I didn't pick him up at all. I didn't care. But if someone said Balazs or Bo, I'm taking Bo. I'm with you. No, no, no. I just, I I, I missed my point, so I wanted to go back to it because that's a great call. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely, that was my point. It was like, don't waste your time on him if you can have a a Bo. But I, I didn't play Hill last week. I highly doubt I played Bo this week, but. If you're gonna, I was just telling people don't get stuck up on that kind of 4400 looks great when you could go down, but I'd go elsewhere on both of them. But definitely a good point on, on all that around that it's early and, and let it play out before you get locked in. Um, why don't you kick us off in the wide receivers this week? Yeah, it's a no secret. Like I said, if I like Ryan, I'm gonna like his guys. I'm just it sucks because they're all chalk. So you know, I may or may not carry this through as the week goes on. But I mean, Julio. Decent game last week, still just 8,000. I mean, he didn't go up to like Michael Thomas levels, and now he gets that matchup. So always capable of a blow-up spot. Really do kind of hate him as chalk, but it's really a premium spot as well. So I don't think I can fade. I might have to go like a field or slightly below field, but I do like Ridley. Um, you know, so it's no secret who I'm stacking this week, like I said, with Ryan. But, you know, when we get down to that point, Mixon Gage, 3,900. He had a touchdown. He just missed it at the end there. He slightly dropped it. That cost me King of the Beach as well. I'm not bitter or anything, but we'll move on. But, yeah, both of them could be in for a big day with Julio, like all those. Michael Thomas is, you know, my fade, but he's almost identical to the CMC thing. We know we talked about it last week. I didn't really see, you know, if it was going to get there. I like playing it in tournaments because of that, because I thought not a lot of people would go to him, and they didn't. But the challenge was that he could just have that floor game, right? He had that 29 or whatever point game that you're never going to, you know, scowl at, but it's not really what you're looking for. So if he just does 25 points again, the price is up. There's a lot of other guys around him that you can use. And then my value for this week, again, right now I I mentioned Aguilar, but now he didn't practice today. So if Alshon can't go, honestly, if if Aguilar is out and Alshon's in, uh, Alshon fits at 4,900. That that to me is a value for a wide receiver one with my Wentz pick. I'll go there and then gauge 3,900 bucks with my Atlanta guys. I got to mix them in because I'm going to run Julio Gage, just cheapen it out, or I can skip on Julio, who's going to be super chalk, and get Ridley engaged and be different that way. I'm going to go quick because I promised you guys we'd be quick. I will tell you I'm going to talk to Tambo about this Atlanta thing before Sunday because I got I got He's talking me off it. Yeah. Gonna, I got some concerns. Uh, I'm going to go quick, so no details because I promised you guys, but I like Mike Evans in that game. I think he doesn't have too many bad games in a row. Um, we'll probably try to get some play in there. I like Landry as a potential stack with Chubb without needing to go to Baker. Um, I don't hate Baker this week by any means, but I, I don't I don't mind Landry as a play. There's obviously, you know, OBJ and, and some other guys up there, Julio's potential, but I'm trying to give you someone that's not everybody's going to talk about. So I like Landry. Um, my fade, just because of his price, I don't know if he'll be popular, but DJ Moore, I like him in general overall. I played him a lot. I said that last week, but – I think he's 6,100 or something like that, 6,400 this week. I, did, I just, you know, at New Orleans, 
Um, I don't I don't know where their head is after getting drummed last week like a bunch of idiots. Um, no bitterness there on my part as they were my yeah. lock of the week. Um, so I don't like DJ Moore at that price. I think there's many better options. Um, value for me was Devontae Parker. Uh, he just seems that he can hit at times. A good matchup against Cleveland as far as, you know, they're still a little banged up in the secondary. Um, at 5,200, probably won't be on much radars. He was really – if I'm going to do a mini stack Cleveland, he was my kind of running back guy for Miami. Fitzpatrick can still get some garbage yards, even if they're getting destroyed. And, and Parker's played well this year. And so he was a guy on my radar, um, cheap. And my other guy was the other guy you mentioned, Alshon. I I, I think Alshon's playing. Um, yep. You know, kind of ask around a few people, and I think he's in this week. And at 4,900, that's super cheap for him. Now, question is, if – if he becomes the only healthy one, is he super chalk at 49? That's something we'll have to monitor. But I do like Alshon. I'll kick off tight ends real quick. Mine's simple. I have like a 2v2 and then a fade. And I like Ertz, but I equally don't mind Goddard. You could play both if you wanted to get crazy. And if you don't want to go Ertz, I like Waller back with, at Oakland. I, I don't hate him. Didn't have the best weeks last week, so maybe he could go under radar. If you do like Ertz, I also like – McDonald super cheap in a good matchup with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they're not letting Rudolph throw the ball. So he could get a lot of catches there. Good matchup. One thing I was going to ask you, and then I'll let you go, keeping it quick. Njoku is active and will probably start this week. Will Does DraftKings do anything like golf where they'll put him in the pool? Because I don't see him in the pool right now. I thought I saw him in the pool for 3,500, but maybe I'm it, wrong. I, I got to look it up, but I had that noted. Right, so we'll see. Yeah. But, if, he, but, if he is in the pool, he's my play this week. Like, you, if you yeah. don't remember, and I watched a ton of obviously Browns games, he, Baker loves him, and so yeah. if he's in, he is my play. It's, it's not even close. Like, I'd go Chubb, uh, Njoku, and then I just pick OBJ or, or Landry, whichever one you think has a better matchup, and, and go with it. But he's a guy I like um, if he's in the pool for sure. What about you? Yeah, I said I'd save Baker for my roundtable because I never play Baker, but this is a week you just said it. I was I really like Landry, who I just didn't get to mention up top. The OBJ thing's going to be a conversation if he's going to be low-owned. And then Njoku, speaking of tight ends, to round it back out. But you took my tight end note, so we can speed it up. Like Waller, he's my play. I think people are avoiding – it's clear what people are doing is avoiding the top-end tight ends now. They're just paying down and fitting everyone else that they can because of these CMC and Thomas prices. And I think you can see a guy like Waller still pay off. And when I get to my betting picks – You'll see why I like Oakland in this spot because I'm, I'm on the Jets again. So um, there's that. The fade, I'm saying off of Ertz because D- D-Jax is still out and it coincides with my value. They're going to keep rolling out Goddard for cheap. Goddard. And, and you got D-Jax out. I'm, it's going to fit in with my Wentz call with a way to differentiate while still having the chalk in Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, my fade was Olsen if I didn't mention it. I just think I, – I don't like the Panthers right now. I, I don't know where they're at in general. And so that's more of a handicapping angle at this point. And so Olsen, who could still get some ownership because he's had a lot lately, is a fade for me. Uh, Defense-wise, quickly, I, I'm, I'm going to pay up this week, and I like the Bears D. Um, great spot at home. they just been balling out all year, even when they're – I mean, last year – or last week their offense was a horrible – I mean, look like a fucking middle school offense, and they still almost won the game against the Rams. So I like the Bears. I think they'll get plenty of sacks, potential turnovers. And then if I'm going to go cheap, I like the Bills. A um, little bit cheaper. I don't I don't really like – we've been having these really super, super cheap Ds. Um, I don't know if I could talk myself into it this week. I'm interested to see if you have any. 
there was one, I guess I would, I mean, potentially the Buccaneers, if I'm just thinking Atlanta's, you know, Matt Ryan could throw interception stuff, but I, I like the bears and the bills and some of these low threes, which are just as fine this week. So what about you? My, well, I did make of note that they actually put DST back to 2k minimum, which is the okay. dolphins versus Cleveland. So they cut off this 1800, 1500, 1700 deal, which right. I thought was awesome. I love that. And I think people, I thought it was an advantage to take, I thought it was a way to take advantage, right? Because you could still get points. They all start with 10 points. And if they had a good spot, you could make it work. And then now they rounded it out back at 4k with the Steelers against the Bengals. But I like Detroit. Uh, I think they're fine. I, you know, I, I'll take that for for starters because they're going against Haskins, who mm-hmm. showed up a little bit. But I mean, it's not a bad spot, and thirty one hundred's right in the middle. So that's, it's that's actually a great call. I, I missed that call. That's a good I, call. I like that one. I, I kind of like your Tampa call because it's only because it's leverage to the field. Because, like I said, I know you're going to talk me off it, and I I'm already kind of talking myself out of it. You heard me through the pod because it's just too popular. If something's that good to be true. It's sometimes tough to go on that, especially a multi-entry. If everyone's going to be on it, it's a good spot. So a way to leverage it is with the D. And we've seen these Ds in these high-scoring games, which is the highest total in the slate, actually pay off and score some of the points of the game to get it to the game total. But my value was the Broncos coinciding with my Josh Allen fade, right? He makes a lot of mistakes. He gets sacked a lot just by running out of bounds behind the line. And then on top of it, they can turn it on. And they're not dead minimum, but they're certainly a fair price of 2400 So I don't mind that, right, in a good spot. I really like the Lions call because that D's got after some guys, even even though they give up points, or uh, they can make turnovers and get get a pick six easy against Haskins. That's a great call. I totally miss that one. I think three. And you compare it, if Bo does become the play, if we get some clarity, that's what I said. Not to talk myself out, but I say if Bo gets <clears> some clarity, then it's nice to have Bo with his defense. That does coincide. Yeah, and, I, and, and I I don't mind Driscoll either. So you can get a mini stack going there that's really yep. cheap and lets you pay up. If you're if you're a pay up guy this week to a CMC MT type, then that that lets you get there. Like um, stacks this week, I had three. One clear one was the Eagles. I think we're kind of both mixing a match in there and like some scenarios there. Um, and then the other was like a two A two B. I like some Brown stacks and I like Bear stacks. And I think you just kind of almost talked me into a potential a mini lions type deal, but I, I'm going to go with the Eagles. And then, you know, I could do an Eagles and mix in the Browns being, um, you know, uh, Chubb Landry or Chubb and Joku. And then the bears D just to throw my D, you know, and kind of mix it in there. But those are kind of where I'm at this week. What's your favorite stacks? The Atlanta one's got to be on the list. Uh, the Eagles are the other. And then I said, I'd save it, but I, I like the Baker and that's what I was going to bring up in Joku. If people didn't remember him, you know, he looks like he could be coming back, and I already love Landry. And that way, you can mix it up. You can skip OBJ if he gets all if he gets to be chalky. We don't know yet. There is no you know serious ownership projections yet. But you can also mix it in. You can go OBJ and add in Joku to keep it different in that sense. So definitely like the 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 Browns as well, which I normally never do. So that should tell you something. <laughs> Betting contest, Super Seven, Super Contest. Um, we mentioned it on the Emergency Nine, but just to clarify, simple simply put is. Super 7 is only good for Saturday, Sunday, Monday games. So here in a few weeks, they'll start having Saturday games after college football is over. But even next week, which will be Thanksgiving, there'll be three games. Those those still won't be on the Super 7. Um, you can play them in the regular. If you're in the Survivor, God bless you. You're doing great. You can still play any Thursday games you want. This week's a normal week, but I just want to get that out there for next week. If people have questions, we normally get a lot of them. Um, I am still leading the Super 7. I was on the road this Sunday, and I had people DM me at like 12.02 saying, where's your picks? You said, you know, which cracks me up. But I was like, 
got calm down. I got, I'll post them. Don't worry. They're, they're up there. Don't worry. Um, I am trying to post them at mid at noon ish as soon as I can, but they're timestamped. They're all in there. It's been there the whole year. So calm down people. Game and a half lead for me, obviously still a grind, a lot of football, a ton of football left. So I'm not even getting really hyped up and anxious. There's a lot of people up there. I know they're in there. So there's a lot of people with sweat still, um, had a pretty good run in the Super Contest going. We went three and two. We were three and one going into Monday night with the god-awful Phillip River Chargers, which just looks like an idiot call now. But I thought that would be a place they would show up and, and get a win on the road or at least keep it close. They did none of the – well. Oh, well, he did. He tried. Yeah, he, with all yeah. those picks, it was that close? Yeah. That right. was close for me. Holy right. shit. Yeah, they had a chance to win. I was just praying he'd score and uh, – I was praying they would just say, we'll go for, if we score, we're going for two because we should not be in this game. So if we happen right. to fucking score here, we're going for two and we're either going home or we're dead, which means I'd have covered either way, which would have been massive for me because the Chiefs were in the super contest where the top five pick, I don't, I'm not for, for sure, super seven. I can imagine they were highly up there as well. But so it would have been a massive turn for us. But either way, we're yeah. still alive. We're still in the money in the super contest. Obviously, I'm, you know, super seven, I'm in live, but a lot of football left. Early in the week for me, because I'm about a day behind on handicapping with some of the stuff I've been dealing with, um, my two games that I like, my number one right now and my free play of the night is Packers plus three and a half. Flex game to Sunday Night Football against the 49ers. I am not a 49ers believer compared to the market. I like the 49ers. It was my second biggest bet in the preseason over eight, which cashed last week. I mentioned that today on my shitty weekly recap that it was one of the bright spots that my preseason bets look like fire right now. Like I, I potentially will go all, I'll win all of them, but one loss, which is the hurricanes under M- minus a little 10th of a unit, 15th of a unit, long shot stuff, but full unit or better preseason bets potentially could go like five or six and one on the preseason, which is great. Um, but I had the 49ers, so I like them, but I'm just going against market. I like the Packers here on the road. Aaron Rodgers, a break. Uh, I, I like the three-and-a-half number. I like that it's flex of Sunday Night Football. It puts me on the Packers even more. And then I like the Eagles minus two for all the reasons we already mentioned above. I think they get that win. They're going to put some pressure on the Cowboys. What are your two favorites? Yeah, I got a couple here. You know, One thing real quick, I should note, JB can correct me if I'm wrong, but with the GCFFL, this is week 17. Right. So then after this week, it does go to wild card, divisional, and then the other. So I know that that was brought up before and people were asking about it, but this week 12 works out to week 17. We did a bunch of double ups along the way. So that's important to note for those that are in that contest. Uh, as far as my betting picks go, Gub, I'm with uh, your Cowboys. I like them plus six and a half. Only other quarterback they saw that was even close to Dak was Lamar and he sliced and diced them. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to say that the Pats are bad. They're obviously not for the Pats. But I'm just saying, the only other guy they saw like this or the only other real running back they've even seen all year, speaking of your Zeke call earlier, was basically Lamar. And he, again, sliced and diced him. So I'm with the Cowboys plus six and a half. And then I'm going back to the Jets plus three at home. Bengals barely – oh, shoot. I wrote my notes up wrong. But the Bengals barely uh, beat the, the Raiders, right? Was that who it was last week, I think I recall? Yeah, well, the Raiders barely beat the Bengals. Correct. The Raiders barely beat the Bengals, who are trash. Now at home, and they've, and they've been clicking, the Jets, you got Crowder, Griffin connecting, you got Crowder um, with Darnold connecting. So, sorry, Darnold with Crowder and Griffin connecting. Yep. Four, four passing TDs for Darnold last week. The Bengals couldn't figure it out, but basically just throw on the Raiders all day, and that's what Darnold's been doing. So I expect the same here. That's no secret. We're, you know, I'll lead into our dog of the week. 
My dog is the Jets, and I've hit the Jets two weeks in a row. So it's not just because it's the Jets. I just don't know why they keep getting in this spot, and they've won the games. So I'm going to go on them again here at home, somehow underdogs against the Raiders. Yeah, I've hit them two weeks in a row as well. They were one of my auto locks in every contest I was in last week. I had Jets. Unfortunately, I had the Panthers as well. So I'll hey. full disclosure there. But Jets were, I mean, they were underdogs against the Redskins, which I believe. But it, one point favorite or one point dog, which is asinine to me, which obviously looks like it now. But um, I can't talk too much because I'll the Panthers. Um, I My favorite dog of the week, which will be one of my bets released tonight, is so free free play of an actual release to the members is I like the Colts. I think the Colts went out right tomorrow night. Um, because that's not available in the Super, I my P- Packers is the dog of the week for me. They're, they're on the road as well. But I do like the Colts tomorrow. I think they get it done. I think they get the win. Um, I Probably will, I'm holding off because I, I really like them if I really want T.Y. to be playing. Um, and so that, that's the only thing I'm kind of waiting on is to pull the trigger. But yeah, three and a half, I think, is what's all right now. I think that's a good free play of the week. I had to look it up more, but T.Y.'s situation is he even said the words, you know, he doesn't practice and then just shows up and plays. So it's literally a game time decision. How does he right. feel in the walkthrough, in the run through? If it works, he's playing. If not, he's not. Simple as that. Right. So yet to be determined there. But if you feel like liking him, go ahead and get a bet in. I'm going to I'm waiting to hear the news there before I put an official bet out. But survivor pool way gone, way done. But if I was in it. Um, I can't imagine too many people have used the Browns, so that would be my pick this week. Auto Same. Browns, yeah, I'd take the Browns at home, at home mainly. Um, I think the Dolphins can obviously upset anybody, and they have, but the Browns are a must-win, and they're at home, so I like them. Any final thoughts for you tonight before we wrap it up? Nope. Let's keep it short and sweet, man. You do your thing, and we'll get out of here. And good luck to everybody uh, this week. Yeah, obviously, Tampa's going to be in Miami uh, Saturday night. I am possibly going to be traveling for the holidays and everything. But worst case, as we mentioned on the Emergency Nine, I will be in the Slack um, plenty Saturday Saturday evening late and then getting us through it. Maybe Tambo jump in a little Sunday morning as he's getting ready at, at the party, but he may be hungover. We never know. But we'll have plenty of coverage. No content will be missing this week. Everything will be out published on the website, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, you know, and then – no golf next week, so we get a little break Monday. But we do have Turkey Day Thursday. I will get with Tambo and see what his Wednesday looks like to get a pot. I'm off, so um, we'll be doing it. Everything will yeah, stay we'll, the same. We'll do, I mean, yeah. it stays the same or earlier. It depends on time, but we'll right. definitely be doing it. I'm, I'm full all in, so. Yeah, it'll be a little bit more focused on the Turkey Day, obviously, and then we'll still cover the main slate for sure, and then our content will remain the same. Um, maybe, maybe get, you know, Tambo or myself, one of the guys to put a little content out for the three games slate. I may put that in charge to, to I, Ryan. I, I or, lied. Or, actually, while we're on the air, may as well tell everybody I lied and I was going to talk to you, but I'm actually traveling on Wednesday to my, because I'm going to Monday night football in Seattle against the Vikings. So this all stuff that came up, but anyway, I will write an article for the site for the three game slate. I'll commit to that and I'll have a full outline of all the plays with pricing stacks ways. I think you can draw it up. I'll, I'll do a full article for everybody that's, that's on that's behind this behind the paywall could see that and have that article for loaded up for the Thanksgiving day slate. I'll put a lot of time into it. Yeah. And, I, and I'll update everything on my schedule, but for the most part, everything's will stay the same next week. Obviously it's holidays and we want people to spend time with our families and we'll spend time with our families, but um, we'll have things covered one way or another, whether it's between content, the pod, we will have at least one pod next week. Um, time and time to be determined, but 
Yeah, maybe we'll a, maybe yeah, maybe a solo with me, or maybe we go early because stuff will be out. But we'll figure that out, and I'll update you. You guys do a great job with the NFL on doing the live questions. Go ahead and get those firing in now because we'll answer them as we see them since we won't have a live audible Saturday. Um, so any questions you have in there? Now, sometimes it's information we can't really talk about because no different than tonight. We're waiting on stuff. So you may ask a question and we may not answer it until Saturday because we're waiting to get their information before we give good advice. But I think you guys all know we go back and forth in there well. As always, now's the time to join GupsCorner.com. I mentioned it earlier. Um, the Honda giveaway has been full blast. You can check out DFSOpen.com. Uh, I think there's a couple spots still remaining if you want to try to get into that. It's a great ter- great event that Ryan and Joe are putting on at the Honda Classic the Saturday of. Gup's Corner is one of the lead sponsors. Uh, we will be there all week. We already had that planned, but we did, with them putting that on, we decided to join forces a little bit with them and help those guys out. Our big giveaway this year is a Honda Classic. We've been planning that for a little while. It just coincided with their deal as well. So if you're not familiar, go to gupscorner.com slash challenge. Read all the ways to get in. So if you're not a member now, now's the best time to get in. It gets you into the drawing. There's six ways to get in, which includes iTunes rate and review, buying a shirt and a hat, becoming an annual member, buying the golf tools. Um, and if you get all six you know, kind of like scavenger hunt style. If you if you do all six things, you get a bonus. One person will win an all expense trade to all expense trip to the Honda Classic. Um, we have a beach house already bought. We may be upgrading it to a bigger one because of people, but one way or the other, we have a beach house reserved. Um, we have the DFS open. You'll be covered there. We have tickets to the Honda Classic every day, including Wednesday. If you can't fly until Friday or something, that's fine. We'll, we'll accommodate you however fits your schedule best. But we will be there from Wednesday through Monday. So anytime you want to come is perfectly fine, whoever winds up winning. Um, another round of golf, which tomorrow I'm securing the site. So we'll be able to announce that on the next either podcast or coming up where we're going to be playing another round, which will just be the Gups Corner team and yourself. So a pri- more private deal. DFS Open will obviously be fun. And then dinners, food, drinks, all throughout the week. It's going to be an awesome time. All paid. Nothing you have to bring. I mean, whatever you want to bring for your own self, like merchandise or whatever at the deal. But all your travel and expenses and lodging is covered. So awesome time. Great time to join the site. If you're a current member, don't get upset. You still have six ways to get tickets as well. So we're doing it both current and new. Obviously, we're encouraging new people to sign up. But our current members have ways to upgrade their packages, buy the golf tools when they come out for the Tournament of Champions. Um, so plenty of ways for everybody to get tickets in that drawing. We are going to cut off drawings uh, or cut off entries on Super Bowl day, the Monday after, which I believe is the AT&T Pebble Beach tournament. I will announce the winner of the tournament, which gives us three weeks to get everything booked flights wise. So looking forward to that. It's going to be a great bill. Once we turn the clock, we get a little break here from golf. So we'll enjoy that. But when we, when we get back for the tournament champion week, it'll be awesome. Another good deal, I would just tell you, becoming a member now gives you an advantage to we have an exclusive winter series coming that'll be some very in-depth, in-detail in contest strategy, bankroll management um, with Tambo, myself, and some guests that'll be for the members only. We are going to do a couple pods for the general population, so don't get mad if you're out there. We will still cover those. Our preseason preview for the whole tournament, our whole season for golf will be you know live for everybody, but our in-depth type stuff like we did tonight on Emergency 9 will be for our premium members only. So getting on there now gets you access to all those. They are archived on the site, so you don't ever have to be live. You can go back and watch them when you want. So plenty of reasons to be a member now. 
Before I wrap it up, Tambo, anything before you head off to sunny Miami? No, man, I'm in snow. I was riding on ice today to get back from work. Like it was just like, I know don't touch the brakes because I seen everyone go off the highway. I, I was one or two minutes. It was scary. I hope everything went okay for them. But I was one or two minutes before a serious accident where you could see the family on the side of the road in tears. Like it just sucks to see that. Right. So luckily there was people there helping them out, but it was pretty bad weather. So I'm excited to get down to Miami, enjoy some of the rays and I'll keep everybody updated in the slack and post some stuff out. It was it was 84 today, so we had no ice and sludge. But no. um, so yeah, exactly. enjoy that stuff. Um, yeah, as always for JB behind the mic, Tambo on his way to Miami. I will see you sometime between now and next Wednesday. I'll update the schedule. Have a blessed weekend and a great Thanksgiving. Obviously, we'll get to you before then, but I know some of you start traveling as early as Friday and Saturday. Enjoy the time with your family, as Kenny said on the pod Monday. Life hits you fast sometimes. You never know. Hug your loved ones this holiday season. Um, Obviously, we love the Gubs Corner family. There's nothing like it. We enjoy you guys, and we will see you in the upcoming days. Good luck, and have a good week.